section forty nine volume three chapter fourteen of mrs armitage or female domination by mrs gore this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by helen taylor chapter fourteen pride treachery envy hypocrisy malice cruelty and self-love have occasioned in one shape or other all the frauds and mischiefs that ever happened in the world but the chances against a coincidence of them all in one person are so many that one would have supposed the character of a slanderer as rare a production in nature as that of a great genius which seldom appears above once in an age stern on the following day when mrs armytage by a system of personal ungraciousness overpowering to a nature so timid as that of marian had contrived to take her airing to greta castle leaving her daughter-in-law at home mrs arthur was agreeably surprised to find dr grant enter the library where she was amusing herself with a book while little harriet rolled on the floor at her feet how kind of you to come and see me she cried rising to welcome the revered friend of the family but perhaps you expected to find mrs armytage she has gone to visit lady rotherham i know it i met the carriage near the lodge i came to see you he replied taking an unoffered seat by her side to see you and to scold you to scold me i hope not you used to hear one who was very dear to both of us call me her second conscience do you know i am half inclined to assume some such office towards yourself have i your permission i am sure i need one more than she can ever have done exclaimed marian with tears in her eyes and it will be very kind to take as much trouble about a person so much less deserving your attention i must not have you plead guilty too soon said dr grant assuming a more cheerful tone or you will render nugatory the fine opening charge i had prepared against you seriously my dear young lady and i dare speak both seriously and candidly for among the many obligations i acknowledge to miss armytage is that of learning to appreciate your merits seriously then i hear sad stories of you they tell me you have private meetings with fine gentlemen here in holywell park if by fine gentlemen you mean poor lord wildingham i certainly have answered marian smiling at the accusation i have met him twice and he is coming here again before he leaves the country you make at least no secret of your assignations observed the good pastor his misgivings already half relieved by the sweetness of her imperturbed countenance why should i what harm can there be in lord wildingham's coming here to take a walk or hold a conversation with such a person as i am in the first place what do you mean by such a person i mean a married woman a mother one who thinks and intends no wrong supposing lord wildingham indeed had been seen with some pretty girl some you mean in short that to the pure all things are pure interrupted dr grant smiling at her simplicity and humble appreciation of her own attractions but beware however pure your own intentions your own character lord wildingham is a libertine 
and of such people the world delights in making evil inferences mr wemmersley delights in making evil inferences i am sure you heard all this nonsense from mr wemmersley said marian not from him alone or i should hardly consider it worth a thought the circumstances to which i allude have attracted the notice of persons whose scrutiny and reports are more to be dreaded of servants of the gossips of the village they know your husband to be absent they know you to be young and pretty and forming conclusions from all this have framed a romance which it would grieve me much should reach the ears of mrs armytage i wish i were at liberty to acquaint you with the real motive of lord wildingham's visit cried marian caring more for the good opinion of dr grant than for the displeasure of mrs armytage when i see him again i will beg permission to take you into our confidence i would far rather he did not come again or at least not till my friend arthur returns from london your husband will be here next week but lord wildingham will i fear have left yorkshire by that time said marian with a deep sigh i am heartily glad he is going observed the doctor he has been here too long already indeed i fear so responded mrs arthur armytage but it is too late to think of that now the mischief is done not altogether too late cried dr grant looking at her with amazement and referring her expressions to herself you must promise me that you will have no more clandestine meetings before his departure indeed indeed i cannot if you did but know how grievously poor lord wildingham's feelings are affected you would not ask it his only consolation consists in an occasional conversation with me it is not much to accord and i cannot answer it to myself to refuse the concession dr grant drew his chair further off i am disappointed he said gravely i did hope that the glaring impropriety of such proceedings once pointed out by a person who has only your happiness and respectability at heart who has no prejudices to warp his feelings against you the father of daughters the confidential friend of that angelic sister by whom you were so tenderly beloved you would have desisted i am disappointed my dear dr grant exclaimed marian almost in tears is it possible that you see anything so important in this silly affair is it possible that but to proceed was out of the question the vicar of holywell was not the only person who had descried mrs armytage alone in her carriage and hastened to take advantage of her absence to penetrate the now sealed portal mr wemmersley here made his most inopportune appearance and marian had the dissatisfaction to discern from his inquiries suggestions and innuendoes that lord wildingham's visits to holywell park were affording ample food to his slanderous propensities i suppose we shall have armytage down in a day or two he demanded in a tone that seemed intended to give rather than require information i met lord rotherham and his daughter riding on the wolverfield road yesterday and lady laura assured me we might expect our friend arthur on friday or saturday 
marian without even changing colour for she was now proof against all insinuations respecting lady laura greta simply replied then rely upon it he will come arthur is in daily communication with his friend lord greta who has doubtless written word of my husband's intentions what a relief it will be to you to have him here again exclaimed wemmersley with a malicious glance at her countenance your time must have passed so very heavily you must have found yourself so very lonely we have no right to expect cheerfulness in this house at present replied marian with firmness but you perceive that dr grant has not abandoned us we sometimes see our friends from greta castle i have had frequent visits from lord wildingham and in fact it is only our mere acquaintances who are excluded from holywell the doctor was better pleased with the explicitness with which his fair penitent alluded to lord wildingham's visits than with the hard hit at wemmersley which concluded her reply for the angry man immediately retorted with visits from wildingham aha that accounts for his lordship's extreme anxiety to make an inn of my house failing which gracious intention i find he has been skulking at the blue boar on and off for the last three weeks scarcely so long i fancy said marian coolly lord wildingham must find it dull at spalding court now that his family are absent observed dr grant by way of extenuation i conclude the duchess is gone to brighton to enjoy the society of the lomax marscourts inquired marian archly of mr wemmersley i shall recommend lord wildingham to join the party sir leon will form so amusing a study for his sarcastic humour i should think he amused himself quite sufficiently at the blue boar retorted the enraged wemmersley and yet considering the time of year that wildingham is no sportsman and that if he were he cannot command half an acre to shoot over in this part of the country one cannot help wondering what he finds so attractive in the neighbourhood of thoroton mr wemmersley is not very complimentary to us you perceive my dear marian said dr grant to mrs arthur becoming anxious to silence the impertinent allusions of their guest he counts you and me for nothing among the attractions of the country we must console ourselves with knowing that lord wildingham thinks better of us wemmersley was puzzled he had expected to find himself backed in his attack by dr grant and at this moment of unexpected defeat was not sorry to hear the approach of a carriage pardon me for reminding you that mrs armytage at present receives no visitors observed marian on perceiving the mourning liveries of her mother-in-law indeed i heard her expressly mention your name the other day among those of our neighbours whom she did not feel equal to see at some future time wemmersley gave her no time to conclude the sentence but rising in haste quitted the room almost without a farewell salutation you have done unwisely observed dr grant before mrs armytage entered the library in provoking that man he may take an opportunity of returning you evil for evil beware of him even without taxing him as a slanderer you must admit a tale-bearer to be a dangerous neighbour but my dear dr grant 
i could only be so cautious and so apprehensive had i any real guilt to be reproached with dr grant shook his head he could not reply for mrs armytage's lowering countenance was already visible on the threshold and although beginning to hope that marian's hardihood might be that of perfect innocence he was not satisfied with the result of his mission he felt forewarned of evil to come though scarcely knowing from what quarter arthur meanwhile was preparing for his return home in anything but amended spirits the society of two men so afflicted as greta and edgar rainsford in mournful alternation had not tended to diminish the painful reminiscences of the last two months while the perusal of his mother's unjustifiable letter to the latter filled his mind with indignation against mrs armytage it was clear that she had profited by sophia's filial submission on the occasion of reginald maudsley's proposal to reject those of rainsford without the slightest reference to her daughter it was clear that the gentle victim's despair and death were the work of her hands that the prospects of the gifted and noble-minded edgar were irrevocably blighted by her arbitrary dealings the happiness of two persons born to be examples in their generation had been wantonly wrecked at the caprice of her despotic temper never had arthur's feelings been so strongly excited against his mother in this state of mind he arrived at holywell and instantly perceived from the mode of mrs armytage's reception that she was as unconciliatorily disposed towards him as he towards herself he had scarcely ever seen her so cold so ungracious he discerned too in the overflowing joy of marian's welcome how painfully she had been passing the time of his absence how much she had needed a champion how much a comforter yet nothing could induce his wife to utter one unkind one accusing word in vain did arthur interrogate her with leading questions marian would not admit that she had been ill-used or unhappy poor mrs armytage is just now so greatly to be pitied was her reply to all his inquiries that she has a claim upon our utmost indulgence let us remember her afflictions not advert to her failings End of volume three chapter fourteen